Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a conversation from Better Together. Better Together is TBN's first daily original program made by women for women. They discuss faith, family, friends, and so much more. No topic is off limits. And now, the Better Together crew will discuss what it means to be a mother and how to be established in an identity as a mother and as a daughter of God. Let's dive into the message. So I'm 42. I know you couldn't tell, but (laughs) four kids. And I remember when I was younger, before I was married, that I just dreamed of being a mom. Like if I could just be a mom one day, like everything will be perfect. Got married, started having kids, adopted some kids. Our family became what we are today, family of six. And I remember thinking at one point, this is what I've always wanted, but why do I feel a little empty inside? Like what's happening? Why do I feel like this is not satisfying the desires of my soul, these children? And I remember I had a little aha moment when I thought, well, they're not designed to do that. They're not designed to fill this hole in my heart and they're not designed to make me become someone that all of a sudden I'm like, oh, now I know my identity Mm -hmm. as a mom. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got lost for a little bit. And I would imagine all of you moms has been there getting lost a little bit in your motherhood. But a shift happened for me um, probably about 10 years ago when I really started to believe that my identity was way more than being a mom. Mm -hmm. And I love being a mom. I'm thankful that God decided for for me to be a mom. That's not everyone's story. And so I'm grateful to God for that. But it doesn't define me at the end of the day. Like I'm defined as a follower of Jesus, a new creation. And I think that's hard for moms. I remember there was a season when I had a six-year-old, two four-year-olds, and a two-year-old, and I felt as though everything I did in my life revolved around them. And I think that was actually a true statement, that everything I did in life revolved around them. And I'm not saying that's bad by any means, but I'm saying I had to have a kind of realization that I have to take care of myself as well. And so it was in those early stages of mothering four young kids that I knew I can get caught up in this really quickly and my whole life and my whole world can revolve around them. And I had to remember and remind myself that I had identity outside of being a mom. I was a friend, I was a wife, I was a sister, I was a daughter, and all of those things mattered just as much as my motherhood did. And so it kind of, I felt a little drowning at a time, and that drowning kind of made me realize I need to also kind of pour into the other things that I am in life, friend, sister, wife, all of those things matter just as much. I didn't even want to be a mom. You didn't? Well, no. I have four kids now. They're all adults, right? I've known you for 100 years, uh-huh. and I didn't know you didn't want to be a mom. I mean, I got married at 19, and, you know, I wanted to be like a Supreme Court judge. Or I wanted you would have been a That's legit. A true story. She could be one now, let me tell you. You know, I I had no interest in being a pastor, which, of course, I became a pastor. But I didn't want to have kids. I wasn't interested in that. And uh, I think that 
you know, that's not uncommon mm -hmm. that young women, you know, today, not everybody has that interest in being a mom. And what I learned, we were married, you know, nine years, you know, before we made that decision to have kids. And what I learned is that motherhood is more than just having your own biological child, right? Yeah. Motherhood is about creativity. It's about producing. It's about a place of growth. Mm -hmm. And you just mentioned somebody who cannot have a child. Maybe they want to, maybe they don't. As a mom now, you know, I've raised these four who I think are perfect. <laughs> I think you're perfect. I think you're perfect. They are. And grandbabies. <laughs> yeah, They're and perfect. I've got grandkids. So I, I think they're all awesome and perfect. But you know what? They grew up and they went on with their lives. And I came to a day that I had to let them go. And then my identity could no longer be that mom. Yeah. Yeah. So like you were saying, I had to be somebody again that I was back when I was 19, but I wasn't her anymore, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. motherhood is bigger than that. As a Christian, I think we're all called, yes, to be a follower of Christ. We're called to be this person of creativity, but mothering is bigger. Yeah. Mothering is loving and caring for the mother. Motherless, yeah. which yes. everybody needs a mom yeah. at some yeah. way, some yeah. kind, a friend, a mom, somebody coaching, somebody caring. Absolutely. And I learned that when my boys all grew up and hit the road, guess what? They're not coming back. They're not coming back to their room, yeah. right? I, I don't have it. There is a shrine. I had to redecorate so and let them go. Funny. I had to take their baby pictures yeah. down, right? Yes. They're all grown up. And with that, I identity shift, I had to say, guess what? There's more for me than just being the mom of these four biologicals. Yes. And I found that there's a world of people and everybody, every woman as a believer has a place of mothering. I recently, my husband and I are chancellors at a university. And recently we met uh, a young man and he's young, you know, he's like 47 years old, a very accomplished businessman. And he is, uh, he, he, he's actually African-American, but he is from an African nation. And he came to me and he stayed in our home a couple times. And he came to me and he said, I wanna ask you a personal question. And I said, well, sure. He looked at me and you know what he said? Would you be my mother? I, I was like, what? He goes, you know, I have a mom and I love her. He said, but never in my whole life has she ever told me she loves me. Would you, Robin, be my mom? I was stunned. I said, well, sure. I put my arms around him and hugged him. And from that time till now, I, I text him, I encourage him. I try to speak words of encouragement. My husband, he encourages him. That's mothering. That's all I do. But to him, it was so meaningful that I would simply say, yes, you can do that too. God has a mission for you. You can fill a spot in someone's life and it might not seem like much to you, but 
it means a lot to that young man that I said yes. I hope that encourages you because there's a place for you to be significant in somebody else's life. I think it's more of nurturing. Yes. I don't think the idea of motherhood or the identity of motherhood is separate from the process of being a woman. Right. Um, but mm. I don't negate that, but at the same time, it's not the only thing that shapes us. Right. So when you think of seasons of a woman, if we accept the assignment of being mm -hmm. a mom, um, you're a nurturer, and not just mm -hmm. of biological children, but also the people around in your world. Right. I'm, I'm very much a fierce nurturer of those who have been either afflicted, abused, um, they don't have someone to speak up for them. Yes. And so I become that fierce, you know, mama bear, mm -hmm. so to speak, where I want to defend them. I want to tell them, you're absolutely right. Someone's going to defend you. Someone's going to honor you, your personhood. And at the same time, when I look back at my own life, I remember the, the family members that would come over had four under the age of two going through postpartum depression in my little 800 square foot apartment. And this woman was telling me, just focus, just focus on the kids. That's all you're, you're good for. So in other words, that was my only assignment. Mm -hmm. It's not that motherhood is bad, but to have that kind of voice to speak into the next generation and just say, hey, you're just going to be a breeder. Okay, that's weird. Yep. Am I going to be like a baby maker for the rest of my life? Well, no. A woman changes. A woman from, Absolutely. you know, a woman at the age of when you're born all the way through to your teens, when you're having a family or building a career or having friendships or you have a promotion or being a, a fierce competitor in the marketplace, whatever the stage in life that you're in, motherhood, if you accept the assignment, can be built into your process. And I think we shouldn't short change either one or the other or give options like, okay, this is the only thing that you're good for. I think that overall, when we look at motherhood, to be a nurturer is the ideal perspective of in any place of your life, whether it's biological or not. For me, that struggle was a lot when my kids were little. I remember thinking, this is all I do. Yeah. All I'm good for is making 8,000 snacks a day, feeding them, <laughs> they're always hungry. How do you kind of juggle that identity with motherhood and your identity in Christ? Well, you know, my identity sometimes is referee or chaos coordinator, or it depends on the moment <laughs> yes. sometimes. But I think it goes back to the heart of whatever you are called to do and doing it unto the Lord. And so I say all the time in our callings and our seasons, they look different. Because some days I'm folding a bunch of laundry and that's what I'm called to do that day. Or sometimes my kids come to me with these heart issues you know, then sometimes I'm a comforter, sometimes I'm a cheerleader, and sometimes I'm doing ministry away from home. And so whatever it is, God calls us to do it to the yeah. best of our abilities, to the glory of God. But I think it's our perspective and the lens from which we look at whatever we are called to do. So if I'm looking in the lens of motherhood going, nobody ever sees what I'm doing. All day long, there's so much stuff that I do that matters, because if I don't do laundry, my kids won't have, you know, clothes to wear. If I don't feed them, they're not at the age age where they can feed themselves. But if I look at it and say, nothing I do matters, I'm just stuck in the mundane, and I have that perspective, you start believing that lie. But when you speak truth and purpose into your season, and you say, you know what? God has called me, and these are souls that I'm nurturing. Yeah. And every time I fold this precious little boy's laundry, and I'm praying over him that he's gonna be a godly man, and he's gonna lead a family one day. Every time I look in my daughter's eyes as she's telling me what's hurting her heart, all those moments matter, just as much as those moments with my husband, just as much as those moments pouring into other people's lives 
lives, but I think our perspective in motherhood is what helps us with our identity. Yeah, yeah. I think, Robin, you were talking about something that I've thought about a lot as I have a 16-year-old, and I could cry thinking he's gonna leave me. It's shocking. You don't even think you're gonna. The thing about God and his mercy is that there is grace for yeah. every season. Yeah. And I can do all seasons through Christ that strengthens me. That Amen. word, um, I can do all things through Christ, means I can do all seasons. And I'm telling you, it's as real as it comes. My 26-year-old just got married. Well, he moved out of my home. I cried my head off, and he married the, the most precious so pet precious. of yes. them all. So there was no mourning about that. I was so thrilled and grateful. Yeah. But there is a season yeah. that changes, yeah. and I couldn't help but just bawl. Great. And I was happy, yeah. but sad, but great, but awful. And everyone's pretty shocked about how emotional I can get at those times, oh, you know, and I've got a 30-year-old and a 20 <laughs> And yet, this whole identity thing is such an amazing topic because you're a professional woman, you travel the world, and yet, how surprising the grief that comes with these shifts in identity. I think it's an important thing to talk about. So I'm kind of walking through uh, the life of my kids getting married. And, um, you know, it's different, but now, I have a beautiful daughter-in-law. Her name is Audrey Grace. And I think um, what I'm enjoying right now is having family dinners and them calling up and saying, hey, I wanna go have sushi tonight or whatever it is. And, and that is a new season for us. So I think probably when you get my age, um, you just kind of throw yourself into the relationships that God has given you. And um, you value this time and uh, just uh, enjoy, enjoy this time. Enjoy your husband, enjoy your kids when they wanna come over. Um, if you haven't talked for a long time, give them a call. Have them come over, take them out to eat, have a good time. Just enjoy this time that God has given you. I'm a mom of four, and if my identity is only found in these four children, right, right. then who am I when they leave? Yes. Who am I when they disappoint me? Right. Who am I when they get married? Who am I if they were to die? I mean, if my identity is caught up in anything, it's an idol before God, but that's why I think it is so important for, especially for young mamas, to realize these children are a gift, and it is your specific calling to raise them and pour into them but you also have a calling that's not just identified and tethered to these children, right. that God is going to use you for great things. And in that moment, it's these people that live with you, but they're gonna leave one day. And then what? That's why I think you have to be secure in, I know who I am in Christ, because yeah. one day, yeah. You keep saying us. locked up. I, I'm a huge believer in that our destinies are locked up inside of each other. Oh, yeah. So my destiny's locked up inside of you guys right now, sitting right here where we are, you know? So if we lock them up just in our kids, yes. then we have taken what God has made and put them in a box of your children. And I think that is probably one of the most important jobs in the whole wide world. And that's but why identity can't. is so important too. And because in marriages, moms, you put everything into your kid and in that moment when they get out of the house, they look at their husband and say, you're a stranger. You're a stranger exactly. to me. I don't even yeah. know you. Because they put everything into your kids. And the reality is anytime we put everything into a person, they will fail because that was not their design. And that's where you know we live as if every comfort in this world 
world we can find. And we can't because we were designed for heaven and we were mm. designed for eternity. And so when we go and we think, man, I can find all my comfort, mm. all my joy, and all my happiness in this one person, whether it's your husband or your kids or your baby, they're going to fail you because right. that was not God's design. Mm. And yeah. so it's Jesus. It is. Jesus. Exactly. It is. It is. Yeah. And I think too, as we're all moms here, yeah. I think we do a disservice to women in our community if we lead them to believe that motherhood is the highest calling yes. on our life. Right. I have right. plenty of friends who either cannot have children physically. Right. I have friends who have chosen not to have children. Yes. Um, I have someone who has placed their child for adoption. And so mm -hmm. you have all these scenarios. And if we're preaching and teaching women, your highest calling is to you know, get married and have babies. Well, then we have a lot of women in our churches who, what are they? They feel like they have fallen short. Exactly. That the ideal or the dream is no longer for them. Yeah. yeah. When really, if I can refer back to something that you said, I believe, Brittany, Chad Veach and Pastor Jensen Franklin hosted at um, one of the Zoe conferences yeah. recently. And he said something so unique and so profound, which was, you need to realize that your, your wife, your partner will change. And that was so profound for him to acknowledge that my wife is not the wife of my youth any longer. She has evolved. She is different through motherhood, through children, through adulthood, now being um, the partner in crime, traveling the world. You know what I'm saying? It's you, you will change. So there is a dream higher. There is a dream that's um, more fulfilling. There is a dream that's not just with kids involved or an absence of children, but there is an obligation under the mandate of Jesus that we have a higher calling to preach the gospel, mm -hmm. to save the lost. He said the last words of what John and every gospel, mm -hmm. which is go, yeah. go and make disciples. Mm -hmm. So are we making disciples? In front of us are our children. They are our disciples. They're the ones who are learning about Jesus face to face, yeah. our friends, our family. If you're leading a congregation, if you're doing a podcast, that is the mandate that we have to live under. So women, the only calling is not just kids. The calling is to reach others. Yeah. That's the bottom yeah. line. It's in the Western culture where we have elevated, you know, having the woman just give birth. I understand the, the doctrine and the, the motivation behind it that just in, in the capacity of a woman, we have the ability to create. Don't get me wrong, I agree with all of that. But when you make that the only thing, that's where I have trouble reconciling the things that I see in scripture with the things that Western culture has taught and belittled and diminished women to just be. Does that make sense? So in the Western culture is to be a mom is the highest thing. Well, to be a disciple of Jesus and to make disciples should be the highest thing. And so when I look at my family, they are my first disciples before anything. First Timothy, it obligates me as a pastor to make sure my family is in order. So I, I understand all of that. They are the ones that show and demonstrate my leadership capacity, demonstrate how, how I lead my family, the kind of leader that I am. And so I understand that spectrum. But when you make it the only thing, I, I think we have, we have cheapened the value of women 
to such a, a, a point where after the children are off and gone, that then we, we have this unspoken rule of now we get to retire. That's Western culture. Now we retire, we live our best life, we travel the world. Well, disciple making doesn't stop. It doesn't stop when we um, raise our families. There's still another leg of the race that we have to complete. We have to show forth disciples. And plus, um, in Proverbs, it says the one who wins souls is wise. So when I stop activating that, I become less wise, in other, in other words. So I, I want us to kind of have a new baseline for motherhood or womanhood. You know, if you're not having children, still make disciples. If you do have children, make sure you're making them disciples. If you have friends or relationships, make sure that you're making disciples because that's our ultimate calling is to make disciples. And what are we teaching our kids? If my whole life revolves around them and only our home and we never go out and we never get to know our neighbors, we never minister to other people, we never look beyond ourselves, what are we teaching our kids? Right. And what are we making their identity that the world revolves around them instead of the world revolves around Jesus That's and good. His plan and it's bigger than us. Right. The plan that God has for our lives, and I tell my kids all the time, God's got a special plan for your life and you're living it right now. It doesn't just start when you're older, but teaching them they can make an impact now and giving them eyes to see beyond the four walls of our home, mm. to see people beyond. And whether it's somebody that is struggling around us, if sometimes it's at the grocery store, sometimes it's a neighbor, yeah. but keeping that perspective for our kids so that their identity doesn't revolve around our home yeah. and just our family too. Right. Yeah. Right. For us at any stage, I mean, I look around at just us and we're all in different life stages of parenting and ministry and careers. And we're having a conversation that's just so important. Grandparenting. Yes. yes. You know, yeah. identity drives destiny. That's Who good. we think mm -hmm. we are is our reality. Yeah. And when you're building children who gets played out as they're growing, that's mm -hmm. what mothering is, is coaching nurturing, believing, speaking. And then eventually they grow up. And I, I think a real mothering principle, something my parents taught me, is that you give your child adulthood. Yeah. They reach a point where you grant them equality. You now That's respect good them mm -hmm. as an adult. Mm -hmm. You quit telling them what to do. You say, what do you think? And now you treat them as an equal. Yes. You That's give so them adulthood. Oh, it's a deal. Let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> well, I'm in it. And it's respecting their space. It's yes. respecting their voice. They have their own opinion. They have their own mind. Even though they have been raised under my voice around our table, homeschool principals, having that, the luxury of their time and their ear, I have fostered their heart now they become the people in granting them adulthood. I love that. I will so take good. that with me. It's a gift. I, it is a gift. It's a gift I give them. Yes. And now they change their identity yeah. and I change mine. Yeah. That's why I think we give names to grandmothers. I know. I know. Yes. I know. Yes. Okay, that's why my name is not just mom. My boys call me mom, but my grandkids call me Gigi. I have a new name. I have a new identity. And that's important 
because now I graduate. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like the Better Together crew. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.